You're listening to a podcast by the BCG Henderson Institute, BCG Think Tank. In this series, hosted by fellow Dave Young, we'll interview business leaders and explore how companies can build competitive advantage by creating a sustainable world. Now on to our episode. Well, welcome, Isabel. It is, uh, we're so pleased to have you join us today. The first time we met, I was struck by your passion and your vision for the sustainability quest. And I must say, one of the things that I, I was so struck by is when you handed me your business card from Danone, and it said Catalyst. What's that about? Thank you, Dave. You know how passionate I am about this topic. I'm an optimistic and an enthusiastic leader, right? And I fundamentally believe that business can be a force for good. So my journey started in family-owned business, where I learned about a vision bigger than us, about aiming to contribute to society, right, as a way to do business. And one day, I was mm -hmm. triggered by the scale of my impact. I asked myself this question, did I want to impact hundreds of lives, thousands of lives, or millions of lives? And actually, my answer to myself was pretty clear, no doubt, millions of lives. So I decided to join a multinational, Danone at that time. And why Danone? Because part of the DNA of Danone is that there is no trade-off between doing good business and doing good to society. So I joined Danone to serve the transformation journey in regards to the food revolution. And as you stated, I'm the catalyst of Danone, which means my role is to lead the growth acceleration platform, the ACT tank with partners to best serve the food revolution. And on top of this, three years ago, I was elected as co-chair of the Consumer Goods Forum, a CEO-led organization to lead collaboration for healthy life. Yes. And, you know, Isabel, what's so interesting is the words you're using in there. In addition to this notion of impacting millions of lives, you also were talking about this being a platform for growth for the business. Given between when you started and today, what have you seen as, as the big changes in sort of thinking about sustainability? As I started, I really realized that the leaders of family-owned business are fully conscious about their legacy for the next generation. I saw a tipping point in 2019 in regards to companies with a bigger footprint. I saw in the boardroom of the CGF with the 56 companies that we were at a tipping point. Before, you always had frontrunners, right? Willing to lead the change of their sector. But there were a minority. And in 2019, you saw in this boardroom that those CEOs were becoming a majority. They realized that the planet was burning, that there was no plan B, and it was their responsibility to act. And maybe last year, the pandemic has really felt like an alarm bell for all of us. So organization needs to invent their model to demonstrate now their use to society from a people perspective. I do have a lot of hope in this next generation craving for change, willing to play a more proactive role in society. 
their act of consumption is now becoming an act of vote. We know that one third of the consumers have already convinced other people around them to stop using a brand that was not acting well in the pandemic. People are not just consumers, right? More than ever, employees do care about commitments, actions, and corporate behaviors in this pandemic. So today, I believe that as leaders, we can choose to embrace this revolution or to be left behind. And your word tipping point is, is so interesting, Isabel. If we could turn a little bit now to this role that you play in Danone, and could you tell us about that sustainability journey? Well, the first thing that I would love to share with you, David, is that it's a journey. First is that at Danone, we're building on the heritage of the company. The heritage that there is no trade-off between economic and social progress. It has always been part of the DNA of the company. And then when I joined Danone eight years ago, the food revolution was starting to emerge. And from the very beginning, we decided to serve it. So what we did at the very first step, we started to build a vision. A vision, one planet, one health. A call to action for everyone for healthy and more sustainable practices. And the way we did it is that we did build it in a very inclusive and collaborative way with employees around the world. I remember spending time around the world to really co-build this discuss, embark, engage all Dan owners in the journey as much as stakeholders. And this led to our 2030 goal in line with the UN SDGs. And today we are a company that is aiming to be B Corp, an entreprise à mission. And One Planet, One Health is really the framework of our action in the way we do business with our brands and our partners. That notion of one planet, one health, you know, so embodies this notion of combining sustainability as advantage, seeing that the engine for the future actually can be built through this engine of business in a way that brings benefits right into the hub of product services, what you do as a business and, and, and how, do you, how do you do it? I think that um, this journey is a learning journey. And it's about growth and innovation, right? To invent new ways of doing business. Of course, it starts, it's always starts with the portfolio. Today, 90% of our products in 2019, for instance, were sold in healthy categories, waters, specialized nutrition, dairy, and plant-based. This is key because it starts with your own products, right? But then let me take you through a few examples happening in the countries. One is Indonesia. Our activities there, especially with the SGM brand, is to promote children's health. As four out of 10 young children suffer from stunting. So here we're setting up a program in West Java, collaborating with Indonesian government, NGOs, healthcare professional and canteens operator to champion better nutrition for school children. And we also partner with Lazada. If you know, Lazada is part of the Alibaba group and we invite parents to make a pledge 
for a healthier generation. So this is about creating this virtual circle, right? Which is what is good yes, for your yes. business and good for healthier life. So I'll tell you the one thing that was so interesting in my mind about that example, beyond the very clear goal for how impact would be created and the obvious connection to business, was this notion that sometimes it takes partners. Sometimes, you know, when we come from traditional business, we sort of think about the boundaries of the business. You know, what is inside my company that's part of my value chain? Um, and, and yet, for what you're talking about, there is this very constructive way of having partners involved to create the impact and accelerate it. Well, this is our fundamental belief, is that no company can achieve impact on its own. We need to be the catalyst of change. We need to act with partners. And partners could very well be uh, customers, so retailers for us. It could be NGOs, public authorities, and others. But there is no other way. That's my strong conviction. And I can take you to another example, which is maybe related to one of our retailers. So in encouraging healthcare practices, the choice is really, is really critical. So for instance, for the last three years, we have been collaborating in the UK with Tesco, one of the leading retailers. And we encourage together consumers to make healthier choice. So to reduce sugar intake, for instance, but also to encourage healthier options in dairy, in plant-based or water products. And together, we have succeeded to make a significant difference in healthful little swap. So in creating shopping practices for healthier choices, while at the same time making an impact on our business with two of our categories that went back to growth. This notion of collaboration, uh, you know, it must have taken you right to this role you play uh, in the collaboration for healthier lives at the Consumer Goods Forum and the fact that you're co-chairing the Consumer Goods Forum in that topic. Um, can you talk a little bit about the innovation there? The question, Dave, I believe is not anymore about the why. It's about the how. How do we make this happen? But as an industry, it's our responsibility to care and to impact healthy life through businesses. So this is why we created, a couple of years ago, an ACT tank, a coalition of action to empower people to live healthy life while creating shared value. Time was now to act and to act together. And today, I'm very proud and grateful to say that Collaboration for Healthy Life is a movement of 161 organizations around the world. Acting in 14 countries, retailers, manufacturers, authorities, academics, NGOs, we are all acting together. And today, in two years, we have engaged more than 50 million people around the world, but we know it's just the beginning. So Isabel, this sounds like a remarkable collaboration, collective action to make a difference. Could you share a few examples uh, of, of how this is happening? For sure. Uh, we are shaping more than an ecosystem. We are shaping, I believe, the future of our industry. First is that I would like to share that we are anchored into digital and data because I believe this is critical to unlock positive change in the world and drive new business models. Turkey, we have developed a data-driven basket approach. We have gathered 
the elements related to your last three months of purchase. And we're comparing your purchase with the recommendation of the Ministry of Health. And based on the gap, we recommend incentives. Here, amazing success. More than 2 million people reach, 300,000 engaged, and reporting major impact on healthier baskets, but also additional sales, additional units per basket, additional store visits. And this is just the beginning. And right now we are working to encourage better consumption and are working, for instance, with the local farmers. So I think that we are demonstrating that it is possible. It's a journey, it's challenging, but it is possible. We can move the needle by acting together. Isabel, uh, what was so interesting on these examples was the role that digital and technology was playing, and particularly the way that data could provide that deep insight uh, and bring choice forward. Um, so it sounds like that's one of the key success factors, but are there others from your experience? I believe that everything starts with a vision. So, and there can only be one agenda. When you look at all the organizations around the world that are successful in building profitable growth and societal outcome, they only have one agenda, an integrated agenda, a business agenda with clear targets of their contribution to society. This is really key. It's a journey, not a destination. So we innovate, we fail, we innovate again, we pivot and we scale. So the key element here is to ensure that you set the learning mechanism to succeed. Together, right, we are reimagining business, but we need to reimagine leadership. We need leaders with empathy. We need heads and hearts to build sustainable futures. But we also need leaders with the wisdom to collaborate with stakeholders, with others, and even sometimes with competitors. I believe we need leaders with courage. Courage to do what's right, to set new business standards, and to dare to ensure the full operationality of this vision. Diversity and inclusion. Yes. We're not there yes. yet. 75% of purchasing choices are made by women, but they represent only 13% of the executive leaders. And this gap mm. is definitely not acceptable. And last but not least, CEOs and executive sponsorship is not enough. You need to harness the power of people around you. People will make the difference. You need to empower people to make it happen. All functions of the company, people around the world, partners, stakeholders, the progressive leaders that want this change to happen, they will make this goal a reality everywhere and every day. I like what you've said, an integrated agenda enabled by empowered people to drive this kind of business change. I think that's very, very good. What's your advice to the CEO who's just starting out? My advice, act there and show that you care because it will not happen by chance. And remember your legacy. 
Isabel, thank you so much. Thanks to you, David. It was a pleasure to do this and I look forward to uh, the next step together. This podcast was part of our series on building advantage in a sustainable world. For more information on this and other topics, follow the BCG Henderson Institute's research online at bcghendersoninstitute.com and our podcast series on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.